My message today is intentional living. And if you have your bulletins, there is a guide in there for you. And I will tell you this. I have 13 pages of notes. All in 16 font. Because I can't, even with my glasses, I have issues. It was all that turning 60, folks. <laughs> it happened. So, um, it's intentional living. My husband's heart has always been for the lost. If you listen to a sermon, it always ends up being about the lost. And that should be how we live our lives. I'm going to start with our scripture reading. And if you don't mind, I'm going to pray before I dive in. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for this time that we can be in your word. We thank you for what you have done for each and every person in this room. And today, Lord, if there is one person or more that do not have a personal relationship with their Heavenly Father, who have not accepted him as their Lord and Savior, I pray today will be that day. And Lord, I pray that if anyone listening is hearing this word, that they would take that opportunity to accept you as their personal Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Scripture text today is 1 John verses 1 through 18, and I will speed read. But I do want you to take note in the first uh, half that I read the word light. Okay, so that's your homework. Light. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. We know it was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without nothing. With him, nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the light was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came for a witness to bear witness of the light, that all through him might believe. He was not the, the light, but was sent to bear witness of the light, that all through him might believe. That was the true light, which gives light to every man coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become the children of God. Amen. Amen. To those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of, of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Now, I want you to look at grace and truth. That's your next assignment, grace and truth. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we, he, we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness of him and cried out, saying, This was he of whom was said, He who comes after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. And of his fullness we have all received, and grace for grace. For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Amen. No one has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son who is in the bosom of the Father, he has declared him. Say amen to his word. Amen. amen. So that was just the scripture reading. Now we're going to my introduction. We live in a world of darkness. And when you think of darkness, what do you conjure up in your mind? What comes to your mind? Fear. And it heightens the senses in the darkness. Not in a good way. Anxiety, stress, evil thoughts and intents, death, wickedness, destruction, lostness, 
emptiness, void, nothingness, evil. And most of the time it's done in darkness, but today, no, 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 it can be done in the light. Makes me tired and lethargic. Anybody else? When it starts getting dark, when we made the clocks turn, I was ready for bed. I was ready for bed. It also brings sorrow in the darkness. Now we're going to talk about light. And who is the light? Jesus is the light. Light expels darkness. When light comes into a room, boom, it's gone. The darkness is gone. The light has exposed. It brings clarity. It shows reality and truth. It brings things into focus. It extinguishes the darkness. It relieves fear and anxiety. For example, when I was a little girl, I was in my bedroom and it was dark and I could see the shadow in the corner. Anybody else have issues like this? I, I saw this shadow the, and I was a little nervous. You know, laying in bed, I'm just a little kid and I'm laying in bed. But you know, as soon as that light went on, it all went away. Right. It cleared it all away. He makes me feel, it makes me feel better physically. When I get those electrolytes, I'm good to go. When the sun's shining, I'm in a happy place. It makes me feel better. And who is the light? Jesus is the light. He's the light of life. So, folks, we live in a world of darkness, but we can't stay hidden. We can't stay under a bushel. No, I'm going to let it shine. I'm not going to let Satan blow it out. I'm going to let it shine. And you know what? You sang it with boldness when you were little, didn't you? Don't set, let Satan it out. I'm going to let, or don't hide it under a bushel. No, we didn't say no. We said no, I'm going to let it shine. We sang it with that song of boldness. Here are my three points, if you're taking notes. What is the world's mission or intention? What was and is Jesus' mission or intention? And what is our mission and intention? The world's intentions are to create darkness. What is the meaning of darkness in Hebrew? The meaning of darkness in Hebrew was figurative. Misery, destruction, death, ignorance, sorrow, or wickedness. That opens up a whole new world, doesn't it? In Genesis 1-2, it says, Now the earth was formless and empty, or void, desolate, emptiness, and the darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. What are Satan's intentions? He wants to extinguish the light. He wants to consume the light. He tried to tempt Jesus in the Judean desert or wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights. In Matthew 4, if you want to check, verses 1 through 11. And every time Jesus was tempted, he came back with what? The word of God. Satan tempts us, doesn't he? And he tempts the world. His intention is to draw us away from grace and truth. The light keeps that the light and the darkness wants to keep us in the dark. And he wants to keep the world in the dark, people. He doesn't want your light to shine. He wants the world to stay in the dark, in their misery, in their sorrow. John 1 says, 
And the light shines in darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it, and the world did not know him. The world lives in ignorance because they don't know him. Because they don't know him. Nobody's told them. Satan wants to leave devastation. That's his intention. He draws people in offering them promises, just like he did Jesus, that he cannot keep. Promises he cannot keep. Instead, he wants to wreck their lives. That's Satan's intention. Or our lives. John 10.10 says, The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. He gets, Satan gets into people's minds. And, you know, we have television today. And television will get into people's minds. And a lot of what's on TV is not good. So he's having a total playground in people's minds. Second Corinthians 4, 4 says, The God of this age has blinded the minds of the unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. So Satan wants to keep people ignorant to God's grace and truth. Satan's intention for us and those we love and know are destruction. Don't get me wrong. It's destruction. Believe me, that's what his intention is. He does not want anyone to know the light. He wants to keep them blind to the light. I just read that scripture, did I not? He wants to keep them ignorant. Satan, Satan condemns and torments in body and mind those who live in darkness because there's no light in him. The Bible says... In 1 Corinthians 14, 33, For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace. So we know if God is not the author of confusion, who is the author of confusion? Satan's the author of confusion. He will do whatever it takes to keep us from the truth, and that is why darkness is so important to his mission. We live in a broken world. People are living in regret, in torment, alcohol, drugs, bad decisions, relationships, childhood abandonment. There's no natural affection in a lot of families. Today, there are people that are growing up or have grown up with one parent or an absentee parent or no parents at all or parents without natural affection. There are abandonment issues and moral issues. People are confused. Our younger generation is confused. They don't know who they are. Um, I was speaking to someone at one time, and, um, you know, a lot of times, like back when I was a kid, you would talk about your, my heavenly father and relate him to my earthly father. We can't do that anymore, folks. We have to show people how our Heavenly Father loves. Because some people do not have a very good experience with their earthly father. What's Satan's end game? Satan's end game, he thought he had won when Christ was put on the cross. 
Luke 22, 52 through 53 says, Then Jesus said to the chief priests, the officers of the temple guard, and the elders who had come for him, Have you come out against, out as against a robber with swords and clubs? When I was with you daily in the temple, you did not try to seize me, but this is your hour and the power of darkness. In the Life Application Bible Commentary, it says, Jesus pointed out the basic cowardice in their actions. He had been among them every day in the temple courts, but they had not laid a hand on him. We know from John 20, verse 19, and John 22, verse 2, that they had not arrested Jesus in the temple for fear of a riot. Instead, they came secretly at night under the influence of the prince of darkness, Satan himself. This was their hour Although it looked as if Satan were getting the upper hand and that darkness was in control, everything was proceeding according to God's plan. It was time for Jesus to die. But on that third day, Jesus rose. Satan was defeated. He was wrong, and it was going to come with a price. And he knows his eternal destiny. It's already been established. Matthew 25, verse 41 says, Into the everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. John 1 says, And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it, and the world did not know him. Revelation 1.18, this is Jesus speaking. I am he who lives and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And I, ha- I have the keys. To Hades and death. Satan does not have those keys. Jesus has the keys. Jesus' intention to bring salvation, grace, and truth. He is the light. He blasted the darkness when he came to the world. He was an atomic bomb, was sent to this world. And if you don't go to Jeff's class on Wednesdays... (laughs) You're going to get a little bit of it today. Jesus, the followers of Jesus, the disciples, were all teenage men. They weren't, they weren't in their 20s, their 30s, or their 40s. They were teenage men, young men. And they were looking for a rabbi or a teacher. Because at their age, you know, you had to be chosen to stay with the rabbi or the teacher. Jesus chose them, and they thought, this is a great rabbi, a great teacher, and they followed him. He fed into the lives of his disciples and his followers. He chose young teenagers. He taught them. He lived with them. He ate with them. He traveled with them. He spent time with them, and I want you to keep that in your minds. Jesus actually served, uh, he was with them for three years and was revealing the evidence that Jesus, who, who he was, who he was. These are the following verses during a conversation in chapter 6 where the people were looking for him and he answers, he answers in verse 26. He says, verily, verily, or truly, truly, I tell you. You are looking for me, not because you saw the signs I performed, but because you ate the loaves and you had your fill. Then in verse 28, he says, uh, the, the people said, Then they asked him, What must 
we do to do the works of God? And Jesus answered, The work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. And he responded, I am the bread of life. John 6, 51, he says, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I will, which I will give for the world. I also want to bring in the woman at the well. There were at least three laws that Jesus broke when he spoke to the women of the well. And if you remember, he had to go to Samaria. Well, no, he didn't. He, he could have gone any, any, any other place, but he had to go to Samaria. He was on a mission. He had to go to Samaria. And he met the woman of the well. And the three things that he broke was he was speaking to a Samaritan. And back then, speaking to a Samaritan was like they were treated like dogs. They were treated horrible. They were mixed breeds. So he broke that one law. She was known to be living in sin. He broke another law. And he was in a public place with a woman, and he broke another law. But I'm going to tell you this. After that conversation, she knew who he was. She knew who he was, and she just didn't keep it inside or hide it under a bushel or blow it, let Satan blow it out. She went to her community and shared all that he told her. He told her he was the Messiah. Jesus' intention, he shows them that he is the way, the truth, and the life. Then he says, do you believe? Do you believe? John the Baptist bore witness to the light that all through him might believe. John 1.6 says, There was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came for a witness, to bear witness of the light that all through him might believe. He was not the light, but he was sent to bear witness of the light that all through him might believe. That was the true light which gives light to every man coming into the world. Jesus' ministry was for three years. His intention was, do you believe? That was his intention. Do you believe? He shares the I am statements. And who's, who's I am? God. He shares the I am. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I am the door of the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I am the resurrection and the life. And I am the true vine. And the scribes and Pharisees and priests went nuts. He's declaring he's God. Is this man insane? It's blasphemy. And then he says to disciples and his followers, who do you say that I am? Who do you say that I am? John uses the word believes 98 times in John, five times per chapter. And John said that some people did not accept him while others believed. Furthermore, those who believed, to them he gave, to, hold on, to them he gave the right to become the children of God, to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And then John, in chapter 1, verse 50, he ends with, do you believe? Well, I, I mean, I'm, I think I got the point. Do you believe? What's our mission? What's our intention? Do you believe? 
Through Jesus, God cancels or has canceled the darkness over my life. Now, when I go through this, these points, I want you to say my life. I'm not saying just my life. I'm saying you're, you should be saying my life. And all, you know, my husband always says, I got one point at you, but there's four pointing back at me. Okay. Do I believe? His intentions towards me is love. He took me out of darkness. And darkness, if I go back to what I said in the beginning, is misery, destruction, death, ignorance, sorrow, or wickedness. Can you remember back then, before you knew Jesus, when you were living in darkness? We were in misery, we were ignorant, we were in sorrow, we were living in wickedness, lostness, emptiness, void of feeling. I could go on and on. 2 Corinthians 4, 6 said, For God, who said, let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts. To give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. John eight twelve said, Then Jesus spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Who do you say that he is? Have you answered that question? Matthew sixteen fifteen says, But what about you, he asked. Who do you say that I am? And then in verse 16, Simon Peter answered, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. He was no longer a rabbi or teacher. They were no longer in darkness, confusion, lostness. There was clarity. They could see the truth. Therefore, through Jesus, therefore, if anyone be in Christ, he is a new creation. The old things have passed away. Behold, all things are become new. The Amplified Bible says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ that is grafted in, joined to him by faith in his Savior, he is a new creature, reborn and renewed by the Holy Spirit. Old things, previous moral and spiritual condition, have passed away. Behold, new things have come, because spiritual awakening brings new life. John 8, 12 said, Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. 1 John 1, 5, if you were afraid you weren't going to get any scripture today, you are getting it. 1 John, and, you, and that wouldn't be with my husband because he gives lots of First John 1 John 1.5, this is the message that we have heard from him and declare to you, that God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Ephesians 5.8, for you were once in darkness, but now you are in the light, in the Lord. Live as children of the light. My end game. I, my end game is to intentionally be the light, be a light. 
My intention is to bring the light into the world. Now, you're saying this. It's not just me. For a world in darkness to expel the darkness with his light in my life. Jesus wants us to have a personal relationship. And he wants to have a personal relationship with everyone. That was his, his when, we fe- when Adam and Eve fell in the garden, that was his mission. He wanted to have relationship. John 12, 32 in the Amplified Bible says, And if I be lifted up from the earth, I will draw all peoples unto myself. I want to live intentionally. I want to reach out to those around me with love, with compassion, with mercy, with grace and truth. Let the light of life do his work through me. How about you? I need to be a witness like John that bears witness of the light. Don't hide it under a bushel. Don't let Satan blow it out. Share your testimony of the light. Share your testimony when you are in darkness and now that you are in light. Share how you were in darkness, loneliness, sorrow, lostness, abandonment, fear, misery. That is what darkness is. It's separation from God. John 10.10 says, The thief does not come to accept to steal and to kill and to destroy. This is the good part. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. So no one, and this Pastor Don, you're a brat. He handed me tissues. No one is coming into my house. No one is coming into my house and stealing my family, my kids, my grandkids. My friends, my co-workers, my neighbor, my hairdresser, my groomer. Because I have two dogs now, if you didn't know. Thank you. (laughs) No one is coming into my house. I'm going to let my light shine. Like I told you the other day, Linda, her niece is my hairdresser. I'm going to tell her about Jesus. I'm going to tell her about the darkness that I was in, and that there is light, that there is freedom. That's our mission. Actually, um, you know, you can pray with people. I work in the secular world, and I actually had one of my coworkers call me the one day and ask me to pray with her. Sure. Yesterday, uh, yeah, it was yesterday, Thursday, Thursday, I called one of my coworkers. And she's going through a really hard time. Her thyroid, um, she had it removed because it was cancerous. And they think it's come back. And she, I called her and I said, well, how's things going? And she said, well, this is what they want to do. And I said, can I pray with you? Now she's doing the all clear through the bank. Okay. And we're praying and she's crying and telling me, thank you. Thank you for praying for me. Got to be that light. My neighbor, I told the ladies this, my neighbor just lost her dad, and this was part nosiness and part concern, and um, we saw all these cars out in her driveway, and my husband said, I wonder what's going on over there, and um, so I texted her, because I have pretty much everybody's phone number, I texted her, and I said, hey, Beth, what's going on, 
I said, is everything okay over there? She said, well, I just lost my dad. So Pastor and I sent something over, and yesterday she, yesterday she comes over, Friday she comes over, to, knocks on the door, and gives me a thank you card. And I said, hey, Beth, you want to go out to breakfast? She's, her face just lit up. She said, oh, Robin, I'd love to do that. I would love to do that. There are people all around you, folks, that need Jesus, and we need to be that light. It's not hard. I have a lady, you remember the Mary Kay story? You remember the Mary Kay story? She's driving me crazy. She, but you know what? I'm going to be a light. If she can be that pushy with Mary Kay, I can be that pushy with my Savior. Yeah, I'm a little out of control. But we need to be like Jesus was with the woman at the well. We need to show love, respect, and kindness. We don't need to condemn. That's not our job. Pastor says this all the time. I'm not the judge. I'm not the prosecutor. All we need to do is share Jesus and share his love with people. Don't condemn, but to share his love and share the truth. We need to give hope and eternal life. Matthew 18, 11 says, For the Son of Man has come to save that which was lost. Talks about the parable of the lost coin, the lost sheep. He doesn't want anybody lost. John 12, 13, like I, 12, 32, like I read before. And if I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw all peoples unto myself. Colossians 1, 12 said, He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of his love, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. John 3.19, and this is the condemnation, that the light has come into the world. But he who does, does the truth comes to the light, that his deeds may be clearly seen, that, ha- that have been seen and done in God. I'm going to encourage you to take a bold step. And it's not always easy. We need to be loving and kind with truth and grace. We don't need to be hitting people over the head with a baseball bat. We need to be sharing love and grace and truth with people. Meet your neighbors. I walk my two dogs now, and when I walk those dogs, I always talk to my neighbors. Anybody's outside, they know they're going to, even if they don't want to talk to me, I have one set of neighbors on the one side that have a little dog, and I talk to her every time I go out for potty with my dogs. I talk to her every time, and they're not real friendly, but I talk to them every time I go out. It doesn't matter how they react. It matters what's in my heart and what I'm doing. It doesn't matter how they react. Offer to pray. Make a meal. Give them your phone number when they need help. And that's a lost art anymore. So when you do it as a Christian, people take note when you're kind. Isn't that unbelievable? People take note when you're kind and when you're generous. And you don't do things with wrong intentions. This is my conclusion. My intentions should line up with God's intentions. And if you are listening to the sermon and you have notes, I would say that what I've said lines up with God's intentions. His intentions are that none be lost. This is a challenging word for a challenging day that we live in. The darkness is closing around us, but we have to be the light 
we have to stand up. I'm going to open up the altars and I'm going to ask Tammy to come. Are you ready to take the challenge? Are you ready to take the challenge? This isn't a new message, but it is a needed message. It is a needed message. We have grandchildren that are in this, you know, that are in schools that are teaching them things that we don't want them taught. We have television that are feeding into people. We have a society that is totally lost. They don't know who they are. They don't know their identity. You're solid. You have an identity in Christ as a Christian. You have an identity. You need to stand up with your identity and show the world the real Jesus, the real Jesus who loves and cares and wants to bring them in because of his love, his truth, and his grace. His grace. doesn't matter where you're at. He loves you. And they need to see the light that dispels the darkness in your life. If this has challenged you, if this has motivated you, if the Holy Spirit has moved in you, I'm going to ask you to come to these altars. And we're going to pray for you that God will give you everything that you need. Maybe you're a shy person. Maybe you're introverted. But you know what? You have, a lot, you have the light of Christ. He'll give you boldness. He'll give you the love that you need. It's not a day to sit back. This is a day to stand up. I'm going to ask that everyone stand. And with every head bowed and eyes closed. If you've never invited Jesus into your heart. If you've never asked Jesus to forgive you of your sins. And you know what? Sins are things that we do unaware of or aware of. Sins are things that we know that are contrary to what God says. If you've never had a real experience with Jesus, the lover of your soul, the person that laid his life down for you, that died on that cross for you, to forgive you of your sins, for you to have right relationship with our Heavenly Father, to have a full life, have abundant life, have joy and peace that passes all understanding. Today's that day. Today's that day. If that's you, I'm going to ask you to come forward. And you know, there's nothing to be embarrassed about because everyone in this room, a lot of people in this room, have already made that choice. If you're not living for the Lord right now and you're not allowing the light of Jesus to shine through you, I'm going to invite you to come to the altar. If this message, if this message, which I know God gave me, if this message and the Holy Spirit has spoken to you,
and challenged your heart, I'm going to ask you to come forward. Thank you for listening. You can find us online at BethelAG.com or on Facebook at Bethel Assembly of God, Littlestown, Pennsylvania. Our services are also live streamed every Sunday on our YouTube channel, Bethel AG, Littlestown, Pennsylvania.